one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Matchball. Hello to you and welcome to The Matchball, brought to you by Levi Solicitors. There is a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Michael, say the three magic words. Will's probate conveyance. Will's probate and conveyancing. Three people said them to me today as, really? they, walk, as uh, they walk through the, the Lowford's tunnel. Uh, Lowford's tunnel. Lo- f- 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, there is a 15% discount on the Phil Hay Monday Club, which we'll be reconvening on Monday to do. Uh, Phil predicted a 2-2 draw, actually, today for the game against Newcastle. Did he not? Um, yeah, details over on there if you want to get the uh, the 15% discount. Otherwise, 10% if you go via levislisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Yeah, it's down. It's Michael and Moscow um, back from a, a hot and steamy Ellen Road. Um, and uh, do you want to call it a dramatic 2-2 two, two draw? Dramatic? It was stressful. I'd go with stressful rather than dramatic. I still don't understand our equal, like the second goal. No, it was weird, wasn't it? It didn't feel like I couldn't... I was watching all the players running around and on the big screen... Huge word. It says goal. But I was like, are we scored? I just didn't get I was, it I was, right, I was right behind it, yeah. And so did you feel like we'd scored? It took me a second to go, oh, it's gone in. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the nature of the game, everyone went, oh, yeah, but it's offside or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Rasmus was basically just putting his foot through. Yeah, it, it, felt, it felt like such like a struggle, hadn't it, up to that mm. point in every respect, attacking and defending. And I don't mean the struggle as in difficult, just like everything was, no, there was nothing coming easy in the game, was there? And then mm. suddenly, before you know it, Rasmus has put his boot through it and it's ended up in the net. There's a little interesting detail on that that I guess if you, maybe only visible if you're in the stadium, so useful for people who weren't there and didn't spot it. Before the free kick, were, it was a corner, wasn't it? We took it a short corner. Rasmus was standing in the centre circle saying to Robbie Keane, should I go forward or should I stay back? And Keane took ages, like Big Sam was chewing his gum, like just uh, waffling away at somebody. It's like, Sam, 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 Sam. Should, should, and eventually he's like, should Rasmus go in the box? And he just went, game box. <laughs> right. And then what happened next? So the touch of uh, of that big Wrigley's genius is all it took to get Rasmus in the danger zone. Right. Okay. Where do we want to start? I've got Furpo. I've got Bamford. I've got the ref. Uh, and we've got a Desmond as well. The old 2-2. Probably has to be that penalty, doesn't it? And Bamford and all that that happened. Yeah. Were you... Were you the one person in the stadium who thought he was going to put this in? Nope. No, I, I felt 100% sure it was missing. Nobody was confident about that, was it? I thought he would score. Did until, uh, right up until uh, the whistle blew, because th- there was a gap between the whistle being blown and him starting to run up and take it. And that's when I thought, oh, no, he's, he's in his own head. head. Yeah, up until then, I was like, let's just hope for the best. And if he's going to take it, he's going to take it. Um, 
yeah, and then I started getting big um, Wigan 2019 vibes, you know, goal up, penalty, mm. man advantage. Which that wasn't Bamford that day, was it? No, was it, Pablo. Pablo missed and then uh, Bamford scored, but they got to take it in turns. Um, and I just had to, that feeling. And then I almost, I mean, bless him, my favourite part of Bamford's day was in the second half. He took a shot and conceded a handball. And it's like, yeah, mate, come on. <laughs> um, a diplomatic words from um, Big Sam about this. He's saying, I left it. This is the penalty taking. I left it how it used to be before I got here. I haven't seen them taking many. It is what it is. I'd have thought uh, if Rodrigo really wanted it, he'd have snatched it and said, I'm taking this. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody. It does always seem to happen to Pat. Yeah. But then he puts himself, you can't... Uh, would you, I mean, there's two ways. Would you rather he'd been like standing in the corner going like, no, I don't want to take it. Oh, my confidence is shot. I feel terrible. I'll probably miss. Or do you want to go forward and go, no, I'll, I will take this because I think I'm going to score. Probably better that he's in the mood where he thinks he can score. Um, just a shame that... That's two, uh, that's two ways of saying, um, do you want your number nine to take it? And, you know, in the sort of abstract, you do. Mm-hmm. But in the practical sense, I'm not sure anybody did on that occasion. No. Okay. It's... It's kind of damning, isn't it? That if chances are falling to people, you always see you want them to fall to your number nine. And truthfully, he's probably the last person you want any chance to fall to at the moment because mm-hmm. you just don't have confidence. Like I've not seen a replay of Ailing's goal, but it looked like pretty much it's happening. But does Bamford score that? I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure he does. <laughs> does he, he feel like the way he is, he go with his left and he'll bend it over the bar or something? It, yeah, Bamford set that goal up well. He did. So that was good. He did. But he yeah, was... that that miss and the Leicester miss, and you just sort of think, oh. God. Yeah, you wish it didn't happen to him. He also had the um, the encouragement after the miss of um, Robbie Keane, got him over near the dugouts and he went to him. He was going, forget about it, forget about it, go and score. So two fine Irish international number nines um, <laughs> sharing a moment together. So that's a bit of confidence booster for, for Pat that he didn't have before. I would rather have Oh, is it? I mean, somebody's it was just saying, um, Samuel John Holt is saying, I'd, I think Robles scores it. I think Verbo would have scored it. I think Rodrigo would have scored it. I mean, we never know, can we? Yeah, Greenwood might have scored it. Pat might have scored it if he'd like just blasted it into the back of the net, which would have been the ideal solution. It was a bad penalty as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was there's, awful. There's, there's none of that. Oh, it was a it was a brilliant save. It was well struck. It was yeah, shit. Nah, it, was, it was a really easy good height for the keeper. Not in a corner. Yeah. Crap. No that's power why, on it. That's why the gap between the whistle and the kick or beginning the run was where it, it, my heart sank. Just like no, he's, he's still he's thought about this. Something's um, gonna he's gonna try and place it or something, and it just won't work. And it didn't work. Um, the crowd was very supportive. The crowd was very supportive of him. We should say because obviously they could see that he was suffering. And I think on, on a sort of a, an individual kind of low level, everybody was grumbling, saying, "Fucking Bamford!" But then there was that sort of collective um, crowd getting behind him and singing his name. So, Bamford has rarely suffered in the ground. I would say no. For as much as he's obviously left Twitter this week and has got a lot of stick on that in the ground, you. Obviously, people are frustrated with him, but it seems to mainly just be people talking to each other in there, going, fucking hell, what's he doing? Why is it? I knew he'd miss, but like the actual support for him has, has always been there. And I didn't, I didn't notice any, any particular change in that towards him. Maybe people weren't singing his name afterwards, but really, that's about as, that's as much as you can hope for. Samuel John Holt has objected to me using his full name there when I read out his okay. comment. Sorry, Samuel John Holt. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked to have seen Rodrigo take it. But there you go, you know, as, as Allardyce said, it is what it is. It's just a shame, isn't it? But if we do go down this season, then people are going to look back on the miss versus Leicester, not scoring that as crucial turning points, just because of recency bias as well. It's, it's unfolded over the course of the whole season. Of course it has. 
But people are going to look at that and say, these are the moments that, that cost us. But I does mean, Rasmus Christensen that, does he have as many goals as Bamford now? I don't know. I feel like he's got three, hasn't he? Has Bamford got more than three? Yeah, I think he's got at least five. Okay. <laughs> probably. <laughs> just for a long time ago. So off the top of my head. Um, the Leicester one will probably be a bigger deal because today, um, Allardyce in the build-up was saying, we just need to not lose. Like that's That was the aim of the day. And we didn't. So um, we well, got, we, we've come out at par. You're about to tell me somebody scored, haven't you? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm about, I'm about to tell you that Allardyce has said the scoreline should have been a victory for us with the spirit and commitment we we uh, we should. If we'd gone 2 0 up, we would have won the game. Well, it should have, yes. But, but um, the way we stayed in it was very, very good. Yeah, I think that's the difference today is that we probably deserve to win on the strength of the performance being not just a complete collapse. Um, and there was a, you know, you worried about that with it being Bamford misses, they immediately score a penalty and you think, well, we've we've seen this a million times before, it's going to be 8-1 mm. to Newcastle. That could have quite easily happened. Instead, 2-2. So we didn't take the advantage that was offered to us. We looked at gift horse in its mouth, but came out of it with another good performance and the point that we went in there trying to win. So mm. It's interesting that you say it's, it's on par. Looking at the the betting odds, they haven't shifted at all for relegation for us. Whereas a win, obviously yeah. a win or a, or a loss would have changed them. But I, I think it's probably, because bookmakers are obviously essentially a factor in what they think will happen and they've seen a point and gone just the same as before. Then, yeah. Essentially. yeah. Well, it'll depend changes. on what the other games do, but I'm yeah. just taking it off what Allardyce said before the game because he put a lot of pressure on and I was thinking about how that works when we were 2-1 behind if we had lost and then when they, uh, it was 3-1 but that goal was ruled Offside and which we need to say, by the way, was absolutely miles offside. It was like a good 10 yards off. Yeah, really and it, strange. And it went through that stupid procession of him going through, carrying on. I mean, I was sat there going, it's, it's offside, it's fine, it's offside. Mm. They score, put it in, they cheer, they pull it back, just put your flag up. Yeah, but we put a um, idiots, we put a lot of pressure, or Allardyce had put a lot of pressure on not losing. And it looked for a while there like we were going to lose, we didn't, so we didn't fail today mm. we just didn't uh, win to the extent that we could have and there was some inc- very encouraging bits of the performance I thought the fact that they didn't just cut through us because they two, other than the two penalties I didn't feel like they had an awful lot of chances towards I mean in that second half there was a fair bit of nerve shredding stuff where it was just bouncing across the box and got a bit stretched didn't it you yeah. were kind of expecting it to drop to someone but Robles made I think two saves that were both relatively comfortable mm. there was the Sam Maximum one where he went down the left cutting side and shot but it was fe- that was very close to him. And then there was one from a shot from the edge of the box right at the end that he saved. But they were both saves you'd fairly comfortably expect him to make. Yeah. The second penalty just came from Carnage. Um, we just like we got stretched and it was being blocked and cleared mm-hmm. and given back to them and then back in again and then there's an arm in the air and then whatever. He did well to get his fingertips, so didn't he, Furpo? Because it was I've seen the still. God, he really had to stretch. If he was trying to block a shot in basketball, whew. at least he won the other one. He did, yeah, I suppose he did win. I've been seeing, you know, you chat to it when you come You'll have seen, mate, on your telly. It was that one. Didn't have one. You know, no, I was on the gantry in the dark. Can we do the... We haven't done it for a while, have oh, we? Gantry, the gantry gone. The gantry there, we go. there we go. There we go. That's so, some joy for you. Um, uh, not what, seen it. All right, I was going to say. Apart from on the big screen where they briefly showed it. And it mm. like, was the first one a penalty? Like the hours? I've seen that either. Always, yeah, I'd, that was definitely. I've been watching. Right. I ain't got a clue what went on. I think I think both of the both of the first... I thought the first two were definite. Both looked like if Newcastle's because again everyone was yeah. kind of annoyed about that. It, I lo- it looked so. soft. Mm. Well, it was one of those where he sees Verba 
going in for the tackle and runs away from the right. ball to make sure he gets clattered, but it was seemed fairly obvious. Whether or not Furpo had done been fouled before or he just lost his footing, I don't know. And, and ahead of the Furpo handball one, it looked like there were potentially a couple of there was, it, there free was kicks before one nailing the back. I wanted to push at the back post, but I'd need to see it all back. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen it I don't, I don't know. I think that's how I feel about the referee overall. What do you, what do you make of the ref? I feel like he just didn't quite have control of it today. He, he sort of swung wildly between being really disciplined, um, not letting anything go, and then letting all sorts go. It well, just and he seemed to referee the first half and second half to a different set of rules. Yeah, like he was he let he didn't let a single thing go in the first half. Everything with the most minor of contact was a free kick, and the second half it was a bit more like mm, whatever. I'm I think sure I don't know, someone had a word with him and said you're giving too many free kicks, and he was like, right, I'll stop. I'm sure Hooper's done that to us before. It was Simon Hooper. I feel like we've had this conversation about him before, where he's he's done two different halves. I think there was it was a feature of the game and. Um, part of Verba giving away the penalty, I think we were we were giving away a lot of like real cheap fouls. That some of them you'd maybe look at the ref and go like, "Nah, come on," but then a lot of them were um, just us being like just doing really bad tackles. But just yeah. going in late on people and like push like just stupid stuff. Mainly uh, Verba did quite a few. One of them was a penalty, and there were a couple in dangerous positions. Furpo obviously has had the attention because he gave the penalty away and got sent off and he was doing quite a few. There was quite a few in um, midfield where, we, particularly in the first half, but it carried on um, a bit less in the second of just, why have we fouled him there? And, and I don't know if it's a um, a feature of Allardyce has said, just kick him um, and then hope that the referee doesn't give every single bloody one of them, but that's how it, it felt like. But then um, there were some... Uh, bit of making problems for ourselves, particularly around our own penalty area. Verba gave away like two or three out wide, where I was like, oh, come on, Kieran Trippier is here. We know what this is about. Um, well, he took some, absolute, he took some shit free kicks, didn't he, today? Yes, one of, he did. It, the one he passed to Harrison was good. Oh, God, if only he'd looked. Yeah. He'd seen Rodrigo was going the other way, Diagonal but he ran ball. into trouble, didn't hey, he? Great news, lads. Forrester beating Chelsea. Good old Frank Lampard. <laughs> Knew we could rely on him. Michael's face. <laughs> That's just Lampard going exactly to... Um, to character, but if, I that, mean, if, if that finishes like that, I hope Frank Lampard, Chelsea legend, minutes. is beaten to death on the pitch. <laughs> I think it would be only fair. <laughs> I wonder where you were going to go with that. And you didn't. Anyway, it's the worst possible place. <laughs> I, I'm sure he won't be. Yeah. He'll just blame someone else, won't he? And that'd be fine. Every shot Forest ever have goes in. Maybe I've, we should I've, try that. I've noticed this in every game they play. This seems mm. this seems to have like every game they'll finish with three shots and they'll score three goals. We could do with getting a few more away. <laughs> Oh. Although the Chelsea are dismal. I mean, I've only just sort of catching wind of this now. Somebody confronting Eddie Howe. Um, some yeah, sort I don't of, really know what went on then. Because uh, he's quoted in the post-match saying, I'm not sure if he pushed me, he confronted me, he said something I can't repeat, and then he was led away. Uh, moments like that do make you think. <laughs> Makes you think. Makes you think. Make you think what? Think. Safety is paramount and we need to be mindful. So is that what... Well, that does make you think that, that yes, people shouldn't be pushing the manager... Um, <laughs> but I mean, do, he should, maybe it, he should I just suppose. be glad that Michael's not there. It's true. It was not Fran Lampard. So. Yeah, for Chelsea so far, I've just opened it that they've had eighty-five percent possession, zero shots. Yeah, <laughs> well I mean, done, Frank. There's no worry. There's no point in even getting caught up in the implications of the scoreline of that game after fifteen minutes. Because remember what happened last weekend. Mm. Yeah, it was like, wild. It was, wasn't everything it? was ridiculous. So oh, the only the only certainty is that we drew two-two uh, with. Newcastle. Play, Newcastle United. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's weird. I've, I've come away from that game today. It was, quite, it was quite a stressful, tense game at different times, but I've come away from the game feeling, I don't know if it was the sunshine or whatever, but feeling quite relaxed. Are you joking? Not relaxed like with our situation. Just, I don't know. I just felt like if we go down, we go down. It's probably our own fault, not being good enough over the course of a season. Um, but we're all still here, you know. I mean, we, t- I, we turn up. I'll have to see what happens. Um... Legion, it just felt like more Leedsy today. I don't know. There was a bit of fight there. There was a bit of something I recognised. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that was it. Yeah, I get the feeling it was quite uh, stressful. But if I watched it back from a neutral perspective, that felt like a good game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was an, it was an entertaining 2-2. Two, two. Mm. If there wasn't so much at stake, it would have been, you know, walked away going, oh, that was a decent game. Yeah. yeah. And then the result in the end is actually, as I've said a couple of times, what we went in there hoping to get. So all round, that's fine. Um, mm. And then, obviously, there will be the, the hysteria that we haven't beaten the team that are third in the Premier League and have only I think they've only lost to top four clubs um, apart from maybe one. Like they, they haven't lost to many people. And actually, overall this season, that's a nil-nil, hard-fought nil-nil away, hard-fought 2-2 at home. So they don't like fighting, do they? These Geordies, it's not what they're into. They did a lot of laying down. I mean, um, Guimaraes got booked for diving. Almiron should have been booked for diving. They did an absolutely horrible dive in the first half, just in front of the cop, because it was, it was kind of right in line with me. He, he should have really been given a straight red for it. It was awful. <laughs> I think he, he, he'd been clipped slightly, then he carried on running. Then there was another, another, someone just close behind him, and he just completely flung himself over. The thing is, I said this, we were chatting about like the um, in the Square Ball Charity Walk group. Uh, like, I know Eddie House teams do have a tendency to do this, but can you blame them when you see the sort of refereeing performances you get where mm-hmm. the weakest of things are given all the time. I'm not surprised players try and game the system all the time. Okay, Link. Yeah, I mean, I mean, today, Joel, Joel Robles did take about three minutes over a goal kick in, <laughs> in, the, opening, yeah. in the opening five. So, 
there's two thoughts on that. So one, Luke Ayling dealt with Alan St. Maximan when he came on by basically just pretending to be fouled by him constantly. Yeah, fall on the ball, put your hands on it, and the ref's got no choice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Maximum had absolutely had no way of dealing with that, blew his mind. How many, how many bandages did St. Maximan have on, by the way? He seemed to have one on both legs and one arm. He shouldn't be on the pitch. He's, uh, He's falling in pieces. Was it Mumra who was the bad guy in um, <laughs> He-Man? He-Man. And the <laughs> thing was, one for the kids and so on. Joel Robles on their penalty. That was quite entertaining, wasn't it? This far away from a red card. Mm, yeah, I was thinking, don't stop now. Stop now. You've oh, had, yeah, uh, there's, there's, he was clicking it. He fully clicked it, didn't he? He walked the line. <sighs> Still, Furpo got his red. Well, let's talk it's about... He's been trying for ages. Let's talk, about, let's talk about Junior Furpo because he had a very eventful afternoon, did the young man, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. It is very surprising he's not had a red card before, isn't it? It is his first, I think. I think mm. so, yeah, yeah. I thought he might have got one in this game, actually. That one where, I think it was Guimaraes, he went over the top on the halfway line and it was one of those that it happened and I kind of went, ooh, don't know. It was a long way away, and it, but you sort of the angle of it and the tangle of legs you did sort of think that could be looked at. Yeah, the, the red card itself was kind of funny almost in the speed in which it unfolded because nobody could quite believe the free kick had been given for the push. And I was like, oh, he's given it. And I, I said, it happened and there was a boot on the floor as well. Yeah, yeah. Gordon's boot went flying off. And so I said to the bloke to me, I said, he's going to have to be careful here or he's going to get sent off. And I was like, oh, he has. Yeah. There's no reaction to the red card either, weirdly. It felt like it just... I don't Nonto nearly went with him. <laughs> McKenney had to go and tell him because he got booked in the build-up for the yeah. penalty and then was um, was on his way to go and get another one. But McKenney uh, had the, the wit about him to say, like, leave this to the, the bigger boys. We'll, we'll deal with this. Um and the, the Gamara's one with the lunge, I think one of the reasons that um, I've not seen a replay of it, but I could tell it wasn't that bad because Gamara's was like rolling around on the floor, banging the grass as if his leg was in bits and their physios just didn't even come on. Yeah, They just let him, let him lie there and then he's fine, his knees. And eventually he, he got up and was like, yeah, that actually didn't hurt at all. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it is from a, I'm not going to give any credit to a ref or anything like that, but you do... It's, it must be hard when you've got so much simulation and people falling over, and that include our players. And that Luke Ayling, like you said, does it all the time. It can't be easy trying to discern what's real from what's not. I mean, in fairness, if Luke Ayling goes down when someone's someone's close to him from behind, it's a fairly safe. It's a fairly safe bet. It's not really been fouled. Well, Ayling's very good in those situations at making the other person kick him. Yeah, that's what he does. He doesn't just go down under no reason. He he, he goes backwards, gets contact then goes down to make sure he gets a free kick. And it's, it is, you know, everybody knows, but also there's not really a way that you can say it's not a foul because he's made sure there's, um, he's not, you know, somersaulting over people's legs. It's just silly. And he's out for West Ham anyway. He doesn't have to travel to London. Oh, so. Old Furpo. Yes. Old, uh, old Junior. So we were just, yeah, just wrapping up his, yeah. his eventful afternoon. And he was, yeah, he was involved. Was it both penalties he was involved in? And, and yeah, he won one. And... What, what what did we get the second one for? Who? He's handball. Oh, right. Okay. We only got one, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we, okay. didn't get, we didn't get two. We'd have missed it. Had We'd have missed it if we, if we had. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was, and he had, um, there was another good, he wanted another one, but he did dive on the second one, but he was in their, um, in their penalty area again. And yeah, so that was that. That's Furpo. I thought he was all right. I don't know why. Fripp's privilege is pointing out it was Thundercats, not He-Man. Ah, yeah, because it was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, rah. It's, it's yeah. what cats do, isn't it? They go, rah. <laughs> just that's like how I should have known. I believe that's what they're doing in the musical, don't they? They come on stage and then for three hours yeah, just go, rah. <laughs> and stuff like that. What do you make of midfield then? And the fact that we had Robin Cock in there and we had Sam Greenwood in there. And then let's talk about the change. Um, 
Greenwood off for Forshaw on at half time. It, it feels like, first of all, on that last point, they're trying to manage Forshaw's minutes there. I thought Forshaw was like, probably our best player when he came on. Have I going, over, going <laughs> over the top there? Silence, just, just blank, silence. Just blank faces. I thought he was really good. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he got hold of the ball in a way that no one did in, in the first half. Yeah, Greenwood was a bit... Um, he was all right. Missed a couple of... You could, sort of felt like he had... Caught, caught in possession and things, yeah. Yeah, he hadn't played for a long mm. time. So there was quite a lot of that in midfield. I thought Robin Cott was full of energy and just running around tackling people. So I quite enjoyed. I didn't have a problem with him. We kept making um, quite daft decisions in midfield. Um, McKenney was a bit of a culprit of this, of just doing, you know, we're under pressure near our own penalty area and he'll do a layoff to Furpo or something and be like, mm. all right, you deal with that. And, like, and the option was there to just boot it clear. Um, and a few times um, we tended to just be a bit daft and you'd hope um, like the Big Sam situation would be cut all that out. Just don't pass it. <laughs> because <laughs> trouble generally lay that way that happened in the like the first good attack that Newcastle had right at the start of the game thought we started quite well and then I think Ailing tried to lay it off to McKenney and McKenney wasn't expecting it and that's generally the thing that kept happening is we kept kind of trying to pass it to someone who wasn't expecting it they were like oh he's going to bang this and they'd be like oh what the fuck are you giving it to me for and then we had a, quite a few shaky moments as Newcastle had the first attack and that theme kept up but um, I enjoyed Robin Cork. Thought McKenney played well. Um, Greenwood, he had that one chance with a, a free kick and he messed it. We have towels now for McKenney's throw-in, mm. so that's quite a new innovation. And yeah, for sure, decent when he came on. Um, so, you know. It has been mentioned, uh, the commentator apparently on the uh, the visual radio today, said that uh, we could be relegated before we play our next game, which is exciting, isn't it? Oh, good. Well, <laughs> if things go against us today and because we're the Sunday kickoff next week oh, I think okay. that's how because it's been asked how could that how is that possible right I mean as it stands Forest have five points ahead of us yeah which ain't great is it because we can only get six now that, and that's all we're going to get what yeah yeah we might <laughs> six points but haven't you come away from that feeling a little bit more hope it really depends on other results doesn't it that's the thing if if we get a point today and Forest lose Everton lose Leicester lose you go alright good point Let's see what happens next week. If they'll win, yeah. shit, eh? probably we are. We're right on the right on the precipice, aren't we? If that happens, be all right. Whatever happens, will be all right. Oh, it's next year, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's, there's always next year. Yeah. What's got to happen for us to be relegated by next weekend? So who's playing who? Well, it'll be it'll be it'll just, it'll just be the other teams down there winning, yeah. and then who are they? Who are they winning ahead of us? So well, we have. Uh, Forest at Chelsea today. Everton and Forest are the team that's that yeah. are above us. Tomorrow you've got Ever- Everton, Man City. Right. Right. So that's unlikely. Yeah. And then Leicester are playing on Monday. And then, Against Liverpool. Yeah, and then presumably we are in the Sunday game. Everyone is playing on Saturday that is, yeah. you know. Yeah, so next blah, Saturday blah, 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 blah. is um, Wolves against Everton, Nottingham Forest against Arsenal. So this person is expecting Forest to beat Arsenal, Everton to beat Wolves. Everton to beat Manchester City is all these things got out. Uh, Forest, Forest to beat Chelsea today, that's not going to happen, mm. is it? <laughs> well, they haven't yet. I mean, Chelsea are considerably worse than Man City. I wouldn't. I, you can't really compare the two. But are they but... considerably worse than Nottingham Forest? Uh, I don't know. At I the mean, moment. Yeah. Don't let it worry you. It's only a daft game, isn't it? I think that's... There's an hour to go of that still. There's so. only two games left. 180 minutes of the season. 
it'll be over soon enough. We can, and at least we know where we are. It's fine, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Um, they've not given up. That was the the big concern after Palace and um, who else did we get battered by? Liverpool. All the batterings that we took. There's actually there's some signs of um, trying to get out of this now, which it would be a shame if it is all too late. I was um, going to say, just would you, you know, going back to the sacking of um, of Marsh and. I don't think any of us would pretend that we'd have been happy if Allardyce had come in instead of Gracia or anybody else, would you? I mean, like, and then he wouldn't have done because Otto wouldn't have had him. But you sit there and look at, based on the performance today, you think probably been in a much better position had he had done. But we'd never have accepted it at the time, would we? Any of us, I don't think. I don't know. Or wanted it anyway. We'd have accepted it. After Marsh. Well, the problem is we we ended up accepting Gracia, who no one would have accepted to begin with. But having failed to get all the people we wanted and then almost appointed Alfred Schroeder. By the time we did appoint Gracia, everyone went, all right, fine. Let's just see what happens with this. So they tricked us by making... <laughs> they tricked us. <laughs> they, made, they pretended they were going to appoint someone good and then they went, oh, this, this guy who's out of work, fine. Well, the, bit, the bigger problem is not, and this is, you know, nobody doesn't know this, but um, not doing it in January. So by the time the transfer window's closed mm. and you've signed Rutter, um, then what are you, are you actually trying to achieve from that point on. So, didn't work with Grathier. Maybe it would have worked with more Allardyce, but maybe also this concentrated month is mm. what is getting the results that is getting now. There's no way of knowing. It's an alternative. Yeah, yeah. Alternative reality. Just, just a, an idle thought that passed through my mind today. I thought if we'd kind of gone, dug in and had this amount of fight yeah. in the whole... 12, 14, 16 games, whatever it is, it might have been different, but it's, it's a small to, sample size. We need that unique, well, actually impossible situation of this, this what we've got now, which is just this like pure four games of just absolute Allardyce, but somehow that to be extended over eight games. Mm. So the two things aren't possible. There's a like, nice, little, uh, nice little bit of low-level gaslighting here by Eddie Howe, who says they're disappointed not to win, uh, they were told their disallowed goal was originally onside. So they were told that, even though I could see with my eyes from sitting there, he was a good 10 yards offside or something like that. Mm. Come on, Eddie, behave. Um, He's had a tough week, hasn't he, with all those Tory councillors, though, losing their seats. So uh, We all get told a lot of things that turn out not to be true, don't they? I don't know if Eddie Howe is unique in this, whether he's, he's probably a little bit old to be having, someone's going to have to have a little chat with him about the Tooth Fairy at some point. He was told that was true at one point and then... Was there actually a fairy putting the money under his uh, money under his pillow? Maybe for if he loses a tooth in the future, could donate it to Javi Gracia. Overall feelings then on today's match um, as we wind up the season. I'm just I'm just looking forward to it being over now. I've, I think I've, I went peak stress in the run up to it yesterday, and now it's just time to just get this one over the line. And wherever we go, we go. If it's up, good. If it's down, fine. I was fairly relaxed before it, and now I feel horrible. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it because you've got a bit of hope? Is that it's just just a little sliver? Just of hope? the way it's yeah, the way it's gone. Yeah. Jesus, How I, think, I feel like that Bamford penalty <laughs> miss will just haunt me for for the rest of my days. And the miss against Leicester. And yeah. the miss against Leicester. Um, House of Stouts has been a bit mischievous, saying someone in the stands ran up and told him it was onside. <laughs> Don't attack people in football. It makes you think. It does make you think. Does. Yeah. I think the only way anybody's going to cheer themselves up this weekend is going to... Is it? I know what uh, you're going to do here. The squareball.net slash merch. And then just... You see the shirt behind Moscow said if you're on the video. It's on you, Admiral. Buy one world. of them for summer. That'll be... That's yellow, but... Oh, bloody hell. What have we done that for? Because yellow shirts don't sell, do they? Well, this is everybody's chance to disprove that theory, isn't it? 
And new fans will be, might be thinking, that's not a Leeds United yellow. No. It should be highlight, highlighter yellow or sort of um, nuclear custard yellow. Well, whether you're a new fan, old fan, sort of in the middle, been doing it for a while, not sure. That's a nice shirt, isn't it? And also, it's, I mean, it's irrelevant. This is support. bad for the audio version, by the way. Even if you don't support Leeds United, right, it's a square ball shirt, so Leeds United Football Club are irrelevant in this scenario. The colours are like the ones on the 91-92 um, the away shirt. Yeah, yeah, nice. Better times, better times. I thought um, Rasmus did pretty well at centre yeah, back. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think maybe he's uh, he's suited to the job under Allardyce when centre backs just have to twat it clear. Yeah, it seemed. It's, I thought he did well. It's in, it's in the Red Bull wheelhouse, isn't it? That kind of getting mm. first ball forward and all that, which is one of Allardyce's mantras, and obviously a goal threat too. Uh, Shall we wrap it up there then, and um, and start praying for Fat Frank to not be completely useless? Why has he been given that job, for fuck's sake? <laughs> ah, still one nil, isn't it? Yeah, just checked. Uh, we will wrap it up there then. Thank you for joining us on this one. Um, look out for Phil Hay Monday Club 15 minute debrief on that. Phil did say 2 2, so we'll, um, we'll, get his, um, we'll get his take on that and uh, on being right. Because as we deduced in, the, in all these podcasts that we do across the season, being right um, is the most important thing. And two more points for us today, Dan. We'll see you in a bit. The Match Ball. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.